sitting patiently on the phone with me today is the assistant coach of the West Tigers Tasha Gale squad, an NRL development officer, and ex sports coach for preschoolers, Letitia Taylor. <laughs> Welcome to Chasing Gilleroos. <laughs> Thanks, man. Good to be here. And the uh, the small giggles is is from is memories of trying to get uh, three year olds to to pass and kick. Or what do you what do you remember? Yeah, that that's it. Uh, that yeah, that was a while ago actually. That one. Um, yeah, that's when I first decided I wanted to be an NRL development officer. I sort of took up any any role with kids sport I, I could. Cute. Uh, okay. Let's think about when you were a kid then, super small, how did you first find football? Um, my dad, actually. So all growing up, um, he coached rugby league since since I was born. So I was always around rugby league every weekend and stuff and sort of um, followed in after him. And he sort of pushed me into rugby league the best he could. He, he's, got three <laughs> girl, he's got three girls, so he had to choose um, one of them. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just yeah, following in after my dad, uh, yeah, yeah, cute. And do you have a first memory of it? Then is it is it him talking to you about it? Is it watching a game? Is it out on a field somewhere? What's your first memory? Uh, my first memory. There's a lot of pictures of me um, with my dad as a coach. He he won a lot of grand finals. There's always photos of me as a baby with him with big trophies and stuff like that. But um, my my first memory of it was probably playing my my first year of rugby league. He he coached me in that. And um, yeah, so probably yeah, my first my first year of rugby league. Oh, cute! Um, tell me about Panthers on the Prowl. Panthers on the Prowl. So I, I didn't work with them for too long, but um, it was sort of in that stage where I was trying to take on all the roles I could within rugby league, just to yep. give myself a little bit of a edge on. But um, yeah, I joined Panthers on the Prowl, and pretty much we just went out to schools and um, we provided healthy living classes to kids so we'd we do a outdoor session where we'd run little games like um get the kids moving and stuff outside and then second half of the session we'd, we'd head inside into the classroom and just talk about um healthy living what you should be eating what you shouldn't be eating um just just pretty much how to how to live a healthy lifestyle yeah with, okay. with primary school kids so, so you're helping preschool kids learn about sport, then you're helping primary school kids learn about sport, and then eventually you end up in NRL development. So you almost started at zero and just kept working your way up chronologically out there. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it, mate. It's amazing. It's good. <laughs> now, what about, you were talking then about your dad coaching you and things like that. Was that with Brothers Penrith or St Mary's or who was that with? Um, so I started my first year of rugby league um, at the St Clair Comets, so I was pretty lucky um, at the age where kids, oh, girls, sorry, had to give up rugby league is when I started playing rugby league pretty much. So, wow. um, Saint, yeah, so St. Clair um, brought in their first girls rugby league team when I was about 13 or 14. And um, it was only an under-18s team. So me and wow. my mates, we're still all good. Yeah, we're still all good mates now. So we were 13, 14-year-olds running around in the – under 18s comp for about wow. four four years, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my so god! So person girls much bigger than us, but it was it was awesome. I remember the first yeah year I played, we were in jerseys about three times the size of us. <laughs> Didn't know what we were doing, but um yeah. So he um he took on that role, and he was also coaching at another club, um, the boys C grade team. So he was between two different clubs, so that he could um take on that role to, to be able to coach us and give us a go at playing at playing rugby league and it was awesome we played with the comets i played with the comets for about four years and 
we um, took out the comp every single year, so it was, wow. it was great. <laughs> and yeah, then, and then, were, um, were there many other teams running around with kids that age, though? Oh, there was a few. Uh, um, at that time, that was the first time Penrith had held uh, under, an under-18s comp, so it was pretty much just all girls that wanted to, to play were just chucked into that comp, no matter you could be. You know, I had my mate, she was, I think she was 13 at the time, and she was playing in the under-18s, and there was just a mixture of ages through every single team. So it was pretty crazy. It probably wouldn't be allowed to happen now, but, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it was what, great. Were you playing out wide or, like, obviously you're not playing in the forward pack. So well, what position are you guys playing? Oh, I, I was always in the halves um, when I was younger. And, um, yeah, at the time, I think we started our first year at 13 aside and then with Penrith wanted some more teams in the comp, so they eventually made it nine aside. So then we played the rest of our years playing nine aside until under 18s, which is probably better for us because we were the younger team, the smaller team, and we could run around a bit more. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that first year we definitely got bashed up, but it was fun. It was good. That's got to come a lot down to your dad. If you've got a lot of people who are fresh and new to that sport and you're winning consistently over a couple of years, that's got to have a heap to do with coaching. No, yeah, he is good. He's um, been really, really good with the girls um, the whole way through. He's pretty much supported the girls' comp since it started. Um, he's currently now, he's taken on the role at West Tigers. He runs the Roar Academy there. Well, um, so yeah, so he's doing the, all the development pathways for West Tigers now to bring him in into Lisa Piola and Tasha Gale and stuff like that. So he's awesome with it. He's, he loves the women's rugby league and he's just one of the, those people who have just been involved since it started. Wow. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> and so you said there before that um, you started when you were about 13, 14. Is that when you also decided that, yeah, how long did it take from that time to when you realised that this is something you wanted to do for a long time, playing or coaching, just being in the game? Um, uh, I just, personally, I just love footy culture. I just love being around my mates and um, being in a team. And I've always been lucky enough to be able to play with my best mates pretty much my whole, the whole time I've been playing footy. So to me, it's, it's just fun. It's good. It's good fun. But um, eventually, when I started to move into the more serious stuff, so I think I played my first game in the Harvey Norman comp when I was about eighteen. So um, it was good to be a part of that, like that more professionalism, I guess, um, as it is now. But um, when I was about eighteen, yeah, I started coaching at at St Mary's, their first their first um, 14s girls team that they had, and um, I think I lent more towards the coaching side of it. I love, yeah, I love just bringing girls through and, and watching them develop into into players and, and and especially now since they've got all these pathways that they can follow, it's it's good. I just love seeing, like, the development of everything. Yeah, okay. So because cause you're still quite young and playing, so how did you end up getting into the NRL development officer? Like, how did you how did you make that choice so young and, and how does that process even happen? Uh, so for me, uh, it's a funny story. When I was, uh, I think I was in year six or something, and we had an, like an Oztag gala day um, out at Brothers Home Ground out in Penrith, and I seen all the, these um, the people that were running at, at the time. They were the ARL development, and I pretty much was I was like asking questions. I was asking my dad. I was like, I was like, is this what they do for a living? Is this their job? Like <laughs> they just go out. Yeah. <laughs> they just go out and run and run footy stuff all day and they just everything's footy and he's like yeah and I was asking them and they're like yeah this is our job and I was like I want to do this this yeah. is this is a, this is a dream yeah, I want to yeah. go out and play footy every day and watch footy every day and so from there um I, it was a long 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 road so 
I took up a lot of things, um, sports related, anything I could pretty much just to get myself that extra edge. I, I did all through high school. I, um, I did a lot of work experience with them and even, you know, probably shouldn't have, but took a lot of time off school just going out so I could, <laughs> you know, be a part of that and go and help them run clinics and stuff like that. And um, a major one that pretty much um, uh, I'd say got me over the line with them, uh, me and my mate, um, Talia, she'll, she'll debut for the Dragons this season. Oh, wow. But, um, we, yeah, so uh, me and her, we're good mates and um, we put together a um, – uh, I would call it business, like a program where we would um, provide rugby league clinics to girls in Western Sydney. Wow. So, like, we yeah, we'd run um, programs, club club clinics, um, just normal clinics, you know, at, at different clubs, and um, it was it was awesome. Actually, we got clubs interested, and we'd run whole clinics for all their teams through their club for the girls, and try and develop them as best we could. And we got we got. Um, a lot of NRL players come down and help out as well. They jumped on board with it. It was good. We had people like Cam Murray, Robert Jennings, Samaya Taufa, Bridie Parker. They'd, they'd all come down and um, help out, and it was it was awesome at the time. And then, um, yeah, I started to move sort sort of into that NRL development role where I was a casual for for a long for a long time, and then eventually, a couple months ago now, um, I got a role with the Bulldogs. So I was a development officer out there and then I eventually now moved out to Penrith. So I'm a development officer out at Penrith now. Wow, mate. Well, congratulations because that's a goal you had when you were in year six and now living the dream, literally <laughs> yeah. living the dream. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's, um, it'll be better once we can get out there and start running gala days and running clinics again. But, um, yeah. I got there eventually. Well, I, I feel really uh, annoyed because I didn't find out that they existed um, until much later, until I'd already started my career. But I felt the exact same way, but I was an adult. So I just assumed that it was because I was an adult. I was thinking that way. But I, I was, as a coach, was hanging out with some NRL officers uh, and was just like, holy what? Like, I also just love that they're there in like this incredible NRL green with a, like an NRL oh, hat, like a sick yeah. NRL hat. They're talking about football all day and they're often talking about it to kids who, who don't know enough yet but are really excited. So it's, they're just really fun days yeah. that you're part of and then there's a game at the end and everyone leaves happy and you go, okay, great. I'll go home and then come back and do it again tomorrow with another bunch of kids. I was like, how is this a job? This is unreal. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's football good, all day if you don't get tackled. Oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, now, so you've been doing that now for a little while. What have you learned about yourself um, after becoming an NRL development officer? Because I'm sure there's... You, you love football, you want to impart that skill and knowledge, and but after a while you must have also realised, wow, I say this a lot or I do this a lot or I really I really think or value this more than I realised. And maybe when you're telling people or players things, you, just, you may have learned stuff about yourself or the way you play that you didn't know before. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's been awesome. I think um, in the NRL development role, I, I love going out to schools and, you know, um, teaching kids about rugby league and stuff and it's it's all it's the my favorite part about it is you know you go to a school and um because I'm the only female development officer uh around this area at the moment um you just I love seeing I love going in and seeing the girls faces light up saying hey there's this girl here teaching us about rugby league you know I want to play rugby league sort of thing and um girls that wouldn't usually jump into the session or or want to be a part of the clinic um they're there in there straight away and they want to they want to be a part of it just because they they feel more comfortable to be able to jump in because you know you got to 
you got myself, who's a female, being able to tell them, you know, you can play rugby league, come join in. I play rugby league, you can come and do it too. And it just makes the environment a lot more comfortable for them. So I'm a big, yeah, advocate for women playing rugby league and being able to be a part of it without having to feel like, you know, you know, shy away from it. Mm. So it just, it just, yeah, I feel like my biggest role with it is just to, I try to make, you know, the females, especially around this area, be be comfortable with saying, hey, I want to play rugby league. This is what I want to do. How, um, how have you then, I, see, I can see a lot of skills and knowledge transfer easily from being a development officer to an assistant coach, but what was that path like? How did, how did you get from from doing that casually in Penrith or or, uh, or making that program and, and putting it in a Penrith to becoming an assistant coach with the West Tigers? Yeah, so um, I pretty much went... From I coached my first rugby league team when I was probably 18 now. So I coached that same team from the under-14s all the way through to the under-18s. Wow. Um, and yeah, we were pretty successful with it. And then, um, I don't know, I, uh, Penrith had a Tasha Gale team at the time and I was always trying to, you know, be a part of it. Um, but it was just not the path I wanted to take with having me in there. So I tried other avenues and um, my dad was kind of at the time assistant coaching the Harvey Norman team. So I was just putting an application at Tigers to say, hey, I don't mind what, what role you have me in, but I'd like to help out um, with the Tasha Gale girls if that's, if that's possible. I don't care if you want me to run the water or anything. Like I'll, yeah, right. I'll just be there to fill up the bottles, whatever you just want me to do. But um, actually, yeah, they gave me a role as the assistant coach, which was like, massive for me. Like I couldn't believe it. And, um, uh, yeah, it's just been awesome ever since. Like just... I guess coaching at St Mary's for all those years and just finding my love for coaching through there and then being a being able to be a part of something more I guess professional sort yeah. of and then being acknowledged as you know an assistant coach and um I work with Dave um we call him Fuchs he's awesome with me it's he um he's the head coach of the Tasha Dale team and yeah. he um I really really respect Dave and um he really respects me, which means a lot to me. Like he's always asking me for my opinions on things and he, he'll never make a decision without running it by me first. And it's something that's um, really stuck with me and I really appreciate him for that because, you know, sometimes you don't get that, um, especially because I'm so young and a female and stuff. It's, it would be easy for him to run away with it and say, you know, I'm the coach this same, I make the decisions for it. But, um, yeah, I just feel like he really respects me a lot, which just means a lot to me. Yeah, that's excellent. And I, and I know over this last uh, NRL M round, uh, at time of recording, it was the women in league round, and, and they had a lot of when they put a team list up, they had role models in in the club that were doing great things for women's rugby league, and they had Dave uh, as the West Tigers one. And I thought yeah, it was a really great yeah. way um, for us to to show that um, to, to thank him for what he's doing. But I, I agree. I've, I've had a small amount to do with him through through Tasha Gale as well. And every time we've spoken to him, he's just been such a humble and open and really nice guy to work with. And yeah. so. He's That's, awesome. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a fantastic bloke. But So let's get, if I can, if we can take you back into the season uh, when you were coaching with them, what what, would, what are some of the weekly roles that you would be doing um, as an assistant coach? Um, so basically, uh, like I said, Dave, he runs everything by me. So I just, I just follow along with his lead of what he thinks and he's always, you know, stopping to ask me what my thoughts are behind it. And, um, it, yeah, he's really good with that. But um, basically what we do, we'll um, put a program together every week. We'll work on it together. Um, nothing is sort of done individually. 
with us. So everything's sort of, you know, ideas are thrown around everywhere, but, you know, just from even, you know, writing up the programs, what we're going to do this week, training to picking the team list to right. game days and everything, everyone has their roles, but it's sort of, um, it's all ideas thrown out together. No one's just making the decisions on their own sort of thing. But um, yeah, so it's 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 a week to week sort of thing, just as you know, in um, women's rugby league, there's a lot of injuries and stuff like that. Mm. So each week we're we're working off the back of that and what we can do um, that week and who we can play and um, what our next step is moving forward. But um, yeah, like I said, we don't we don't sort of um, go off on our own and do our own things. Everything's sort of mixed in together, and everyone's yeah. ideas are sort of mixed in together, which is is made um, for a or like really, really good environment within our team. I, I personally think our team um, had one of the strongest bonds I've ever seen within a rugby league team this year. It was it was seriously awesome. But I think for myself, a role that I love to play with, with, um, with teams I coach, I, I'm sort of you, – each team has their own individual groups that they have and cliques, I, I guess you could say. And right. I, I've always been one – I've always been one to sort of bridge them between each other and um it's good uh, this year yeah like I said the, the bond between the girls was was awesome and um I'd like to say I played a good part in that and yeah I think we we ended the season maybe a bit disappointed like getting knocked out in the semis but all in all this was one of the the best teams I've coached um and the best you know coaching staff to be a part of yeah, great. And I love also having a, a coaching staff like that would also then build everyone's skills and things like that because everyone's growing and developing together. So instead of someone being an attacking coach and getting better at that every year, everyone, yeah, yeah, in a, in yeah. A, the whole club is getting better. That's rad. What did you find most challenging about the role this year? Um, role this year, the most challenging, oh, it's hard for me to say because I just, I, I love it so much. So even <laughs> things that are maybe... <laughs> Maybe other people would find it a bit challenging. To me, it's just like I'm going there, I'm going, getting to go to trainings and stuff and be a part of this group that I love hanging around. I love footy culture, like I said before. So it's just, to me, it's, it's awesome. Every training session is awesome. I love having a laugh with the girls. Um, uh, I find that, yeah, the girls really um, resonate with me well just because I'm not too old. <laughs> but I'm not the young, so they, they um they listen to what I say, but they can also you know um, feel feel comfortable enough to have a laugh with me and stuff like that. And the girls will tell you I'm not I'm not afraid to tell them what I think, um which is which is good in a way because um you know no they're not going to grow as players if you're not going to tell them you know what you think they're doing is isn't right or what they need to improve on and stuff. So I feel like um. Yeah, I, it's good that they feel comfortable enough to to have a laugh with me, but also at the same time, they they do take me seriously when I when I want to get <laughs> want to get serious. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I would have said. I mean, for me, the hardest, the most challenging thing about the Touch of Goal this year was the Newcastle game, uh, going all the way up oh. to uh, to Cessna. Yes. It was so hot, and then we got. I've, I've erased finished. that from my, from oh. my brain. <laughs> we had a good ending the game, but I know we got it was, it was a terrible first time. Anyway, it was yeah. <laughs> uh, NRLW team. Do you have a team that you support in the NRLW? Um, oh, to be honest, I I've always been I've always supported the the Warriors just because my dad he's always supported the Warriors. But um, so I guess you could say that I did support them when when they were in the comp. But I'd have to say uh, for this season, I'll, I'll probably back the, the Dragons just because my mates um 
you know, got a gig with them this, this year, so I'll back her, I guess. Yeah. And from a coaching <laughs> and, and development perspective, what have you noticed about that competition since its inception? Um, it's, oh, to be honest with me, um, the first couple of years, obviously, um, it was a bit unstructured and stuff like that, but I don't know about you, but I love watching, I love watching raw footy, um, with, with not, <laughs> didn't have much structure and stuff like that. It was just pretty much all players going out and playing to, you know, their own style and, and, and that sort of stuff, which I, I liked. Obviously the, the skill set and stuff was, um, lacking a little bit, but, um, I think since then, um, it's got a bit more structure in the game and, the coaching staff is um, a lot more f- professional and, and stuff like that. So you're seeing a lot more girls come through, you know, playing playing good footy. But in saying that, yeah, I love watching raw footy. So I loved watching in that first year, everyone running around getting bashed. Yeah, but we, we were never going to beat Ali Brigginshaw. No one was ever going to beat her if we kept playing no. that kind of unstructured football. The lady's an absolute goddess. So. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm glad yes. we tried to clean up the defensive line a little bit for that. Uh, <laughs> now, we have a large listener group who are players. Um, what would be your key message to any, uh, I mean, any player, but particularly any uh, female player listening? Um, I'd just say, like myself, just taking everything that you can from every coach. I know from myself, even with coaching, um, I continued to play at that Harvey Norman level um, for a few years into my coaching just purely because I wanted to be able to learn extra things from from all different coaches. So everything that I take um, from all my coaches, I take a little bit from every single coach. Even um, now with coaching the the staff that I coach with, um, I'll take little bits of how they coach and how they they teach girls from every single person and I implement them into that into my own coaching. So uh, as a player, you, it'd probably be the same thing. Just take everything that you can. And to be honest, I um, I know I play my best footy when I'm when I'm having a good time and having fun. So don't take it too seriously and um, try and have fun with your footy. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have any thoughts about how the NRLW is expanding? That they've they've chucked in a bunch of three new teams. Um, this year. Um, is that exciting for you? Do you like the idea of it getting bigger or, or do you think it needs to, to stick at a smaller number to, and, and grow the talent? And so what's your perspective on that? Um, I, I thought it was great that they, they brought in three new teams. Um, I love more footy, the, the better. But um, I, what you just said, yeah, I, I do believe that um, that player pool and that talent needs to grow a little bit more to fill out them teams. I feel like even with the NRL at the moment, uh, the comp's a bit uh, lopsided how it is. So um, it's good that they brought in to the NRLW this year. They had that player pool of 30 and they spread them out between the teams and they're trying to really um, spread out that talent just so Broncos don't run over the top of everyone again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I think if we stick to these couple of teams for, for a little bit and um, really grow that player pool, and make sure every team is, you know, just as good as each other, just to just to build that competition. And with that, would off the back of that, would you know, be more viewers, and eventually the girls would be able to become full time rugby league players because that's where the money comes from, the people watching. So, um, if the game could grow at a at a rate where the girls, yeah, coming through are at the sort of same level, because at the moment you see the girls coming through that have played for. You know, that some could have played for three years while others have played for 10 years sort of thing. So I think with that, this next group of girls that are coming through at the moment, I've gone out and watched uh, a lot of, you know, under-14s games, under-16s games, and these girls coming through are unbelievable. 
Really? Um, for anyone that's gone out, yeah, especially in the Penrith area, I think um, it'd be awesome if, you know, selectors went out and had a look out in this area because the girls playing out here, yeah, it's unbelievable the amount of talent that you'll find um, with these girls playing. But, yeah, I think this next generation coming through are really going to set the tone for Women's Rugby League and it's, it's, it'll be good. By the time they come through, hopefully, you know, they'll be able to be professional rugby league players and there'll be a bunch more teams to be selected into. Yeah. Well, there's two things I want to pick up on there. First is what do you think we do with this transition? Because at the moment we're in a semi-pro and, and for us to be able to spread that, that uh, talent out and to have us in different teams, we need to also be able to um, be able to give women a chance to not, if they live in Brisbane and they're playing in Brisbane, someone pays them to come and do that in the Dragons. They can't do it currently because their whole entire life is, you know, is in Brisbane. How do we transition yeah. from semi-pro to pro? How do you, how do you see that happening? I honestly believe that um, it would have, for myself, um, it would have been great to see before the NRLW was brought in um, a couple of pathways for girls through each club uh, because, you you know, the, the boys have got, you know, I know at Penrith they go from right through from under 12s all the way through until, you know, cup. They've got that pathway through every single year. They've got a team to go to, uh, um, a program to be a part of. So it'd be good... Um, to see a few more clubs do that. I know the West Tigers have just started. I think they're the first club actually to be able to, to actually do something like that for the girls, which is awesome. But um, if every club were to do that, I feel like once those players, you know, that started at the bottom with them reach the NRLW, it would just be so much more of a better game. Like like I said, there's girls that have played for three years playing NRLW and there's girls that have played for 10 years, mm. you know. <laughs> so... Um, It'd be so much better. They just need they just need those extra pathways. Like I hope they other clubs see what the Tigers are doing and implement that into their own club, especially the ones now that have NRLW teams already. Really, just push to have those same pathways as the boys did because, you know, these girls didn't get the same treatment as the boys did growing up. They, you know, they some of them are starting from scratch at the age of whatever they've started playing and these boys have been playing since they were, they were eights and having all these pathways and programs and, you know, teams to be a part of all the way through. There was no gap for them. It was just footy all the way through. So hopefully in the next couple of years or, or so, people start to see, um, see that and start implementing it into their own club because it's only going to grow from here. Yeah, right. a, I, don't, I don't see it going backwards from here, but um, it's just it will be good to have, more clubs on board and doing and the Tigers don't even have an NRLW side at the moment, but they're still putting these measures in place for the, so that when they do eventually have one, they've got that player pool. They've got those girls that they brought through on their own to, to be able to play into that NRLW side. Letitia Taylor, the uh, inaugural coach of the West Tigers NRLW team. Can't wait. The, um, <laughs> the other thing you mentioned there was, um, I mean, the, the great thing is it would be great to not have 13, 14-year-olds playing in an under-18s comp again. <laughs> you know, how many years? So you're part of the pathway program now. Do you think that the reason you, you're seeing that generation of girls, a uh, really strong generation coming up now, is because they've had a chance to see NRLW for a little while, so that see you can be it mentality is having a big impact out west? Yeah, 100%. It's something that they can now look to to strive to, to be. It's a real thing for them. It's not mm. something that they, you know, wish would happen or something. It's something that they can really strive for, and especially out west, and, you know, you've got your Harvey Norman teams out here. So I know a lot of the girls... And in Penrith, strive to be able to pl uh, play Harvey Norman at the moment. 
which is uh, St. Mary's is our local side. But um, yeah, just that having a clear pathway for them is something that, you know, has really helped out here for girls to have something to strive for in, in an RW. And then, you know, being able to watch women go out and, you know, chuck on a Dragons jersey or a, or a Parra jersey or something like that is just, uh, I know these girls, the girls out here go crazy for it. And I know there's a lot of girls out here that want to be a part of that and want to be able to do that. And it's, and it's so good that it's actually something that they can strive to, you know, you know, do. Yeah, and that Harvey Norman thing as well this year, and I think part of last year was also televised through uh, New South Wales Rugby League TV, so that also gives it a lot of recognition or respect that you can watch that game or your family can watch you play, and, you know, that, that must have been yeah. an inspiration thing. Does, do, I don't know anything about the match payments to that. Do you get match payments playing Harvey Norman, or, or do, are there any kind of match payments? about what, what, At what level do you need to get at in women's football before you start to actually get paid for what you're doing? Um, I know in Harvey Norman, um, you depending on you know what sort of contract you get given, but I know a lot of girls get match payments, or they okay. may just sign a contract for a certain amount of money to be able to play. It's not it's not too much. I think uh, I'm not too sure. I think the yeah, highest yeah. paid Harvey Norman player is Simone Taufer at the moment, but um, uh, yeah, it's not too much money. It's not. It's definitely not the same amount of money as you'd get playing Ron Massey or yeah, right. or something like that. But um, it's it's something I know. I know girls, you know, had walked in after making a Harvey Norman side and not expected anything from it. Just expected to go out and play footy because that's what they love to do. And then, you know, walked out saying, "Hey, I'm 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 getting money for this." No matter what it was, they were just yeah, like, yeah. "I'm getting paid to to play yeah. footy, like something that I love to do." And it's <laughs> it's really good. Um, I, I feel like um, with female rugby league, no one really plays for money. They play because they want to play rugby league, which is which is great, which is good. Yeah, uh, and the sad—I mean, the thing that breaks my heart most about match payments is that those poor people—they get injured, and then you know that affects their match payments. And also, <laughs> yeah. it affects their real life and their in their jobs that they're doing day to day. So, just uh, match payments make my hands sweaty. Um, <laughs> so, the, you're just giving some goals to the NRLW then for the next five or so years. Where you, you, you mentioned that you want to have pathways, probably at least in those NRLW clubs, but hopefully in more of those clubs. What about goals for you over the next five years? Or what are you trying to make happen for yourself? Um, I know that uh, I'll still be a part of the Tasha Gale squad next year, so I'll still assistant coach with them. But Dave, he's um, sort of we've had conversations about um, he will probably step out of that role the year after. So he's wanting to put me through um, games where I'll, I'll step in as head coach and you know see how I take on that role and, and take really take the the reins on on things with the team this season as much as I can. And he just wants to me to, you know, have that experience throughout this year so that next year when it comes to it, uh, I've had that experience being a head coach with this team and, you know, they're not having to look outside um, outside of the club or anything for, for new coaches to come in to head coach team. I'm already there and, um, yeah, I'll have a lot of that experience already. So he's been awesome. He's He gives me every opportunity that I can with, with coaching and I really you know, I appreciate him for that. Wow, that's so exciting. And have, yeah. you ever, have you ever watched Friday Night Lights, the American TV show or movie? No, no, I haven't. No, anyway, there's a famous coach in that called Coach Taylor. So I'm just also excited that you're going to be the next Coach Taylor, but in an Australian version. Oh. So good. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I can't wait for that. As a West Tigers fan, I can't wait for that to happen. Um, yeah. And take us to, a, to the first premiership. Great. Actually, no, you can take us to our second because Dave and you can take us to one next year and then, you know, you That's can follow it. up the yes. year after. 
Uh, okay. Is there anything else? That, this has been great. Is there anything else you wanted to say or, or questions before we go? No, it's been awesome. Thanks, Letitia. Yeah.